Come and dream with me. Hello and welcome to this What Do You Want to Watch broken news report for D23 2019. I'm your host, Ashley Hobley, and joining me is Dylan Blight. I love Mickey Mouse. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know, D23 is a big uh, biannual event held in uh, Anaheim, California, in which they celebrate everything Disney. Uh, and since Disney controls everything, that means there's a lot of stuff out now. Yep. Kind of perfect timing because uh, they are about to release uh, Disney Plus in the coming months. And in the huge news... It's coming to Australia like a week after it launches in the US, which is good news. Incredible news. Uh, sorry to all our UK users, listeners. They're very upset because they're not in the first batch. Um, <laughs> but it's really weird. But- it is really weird. The couple of places they've chose, but we're, we're the lucky few. Can't complain. Apparently we have really high Netflix subscriber numbers in Australia or something. Really? Okay. Yeah, apparently. So That would make sense. Uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about all that sort of stuff on this proper episode of What Do You Want to Watch coming up this Friday, if you're listening to this in the first couple of days of this release. Um, so let's just jump into it. We'll just start at the most important stuff, I guess. Star Wars. Um, we've got a new te- a new poster for Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you see Rey, you see Kylo Ren, you see the Emperor. It looks cool. There are lightsabers. It's it's my phone background now. Uh, I, I think it looks great. Uh, Dylan, what are your thoughts? It's also my phone background now. <laughs> <laughs> Crop that sucker into a good lock screen straight away. Yep. <laughs> Tap that bad boy in the house and off it went. <laughs> um yeah, I I see a lot of people complaining because like Palpatine looks like a cartoon character in the background, and he kind of does. But honestly, I don't care. <laughs> that's that's my feelings. I I feel like it looks cool enough that I don't care if he kind of looks like a cartoon character in the background. I don't care. Doesn't bother me. Cool poster. Better than the last few posters. I was sick of the whole, you know, the typical a bunch of different faces and people all over it and whatever else. I like this one. It, it feels newer. Feel, it feels different. Yeah. yeah, it definitely feels very different to the last few posters we've had for the last couple of movies as well. So, very interesting. Very dark, I guess. I like the the blue and the running through it. It's, it, is, it makes it stand out. Well, that's probably the... It's presumably the same scene from the Vanity Fair cover shoot where you see them fighting on top of something in water or something like that. Um... But everyone I've seen online has kind of pointed out the fact that in that one, Kylo has his helmet off and then this one, he has his helmet on. And then it's like... Creative choice. Oh, is it the creative choice or is it like his helmet comes off in the middle of the fight and that represents something or something? You know what I mean? But it, it seems like this fight, whatever it is, I, I think, I theorize that it takes place on top of the um, the Death Star that's crashed that you see him walking up to in the trailer or something. Because that's like surrounded by water and everything. So that would make sense. Um I feel like this fight's either very early in the movie or right at the end. You know what I mean? I, I feel like this could possibly be a really, sh- like, what the fuck o- opening fight? I'm like, whoa! Fucking was, was straight into it. Like, y- y'all complain there wasn't enough lightsaber fights in these uh, sequel trilogies? Yeah, how about we just open the movie with a one? Because then it would be like, you're straight into seeing how much further Ray's got, obviously. It's like if the movie yeah. just opens with her fighting straight away um or it's towards the end of the movie and it's that sort probably of probably towards don't really the end know. of the movie that's most likely but but I, I i don't know i feel like they're gonna do some interesting things yeah. we're, we're seeing lots of weird things for this movie lots of weird things uh so they did release some footage unfortunately it's exclusive to d23 and we haven't seen any leaked camera footage come out yet i don't know maybe they're super strict i assume they'd be super strict on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. So, but we do have a description, which I'm taking from Slash Film. I don't have a writer listed, but here we go. Uh, so they did a bunch of nostalgic silver reel before they showed the footage. And they showed a montage of footage from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Uh, and then one shot has Rey throwing her lightsaber and then pulling it back with her, to her with the Force. An intimidating shot of what appears to be a dozen Star Destroyers in space is truly awesome. C-3PO appears with red eyes for some reason. 
A rebel fleet exists, exits hyperspace, red lasers blast towards the surface of a planet, and finally, Ray and Kylie Ren are seen fighting on the wreckage of a Death Star, with water crashing around them. But the money shot came at the end, with Ray wearing a dark-style hooded cloak, igniting a red, double-bladed lightsaber. But this one is different from Darth Balls in that the handle somehow folds in the middle and transitions from being a single blade to the double-blade mode. The Emperor can be heard saying, your journey nears its end during this scene. Uh, are we going to see Ray turning to the dark side? No. It's... I would just say it's some, like, uh, mind trick thing or, you know, whatever. So it's some kind of weird vision or something like that. I I don't think they're going to... You can't do... Take her through to the dark side and then out the other side, or she pretends to be dark so to get close to Kylo. Blah blah blah. Nah, I don't. I don't reckon that. I I just reckon it's some sort of like vision or something like that. Yeah, it's cool though. Sounds cool. Sounds. I don't cool. care if it's a vision. It's still gonna look cool. Tell you um, what, I wish they just released the trailer with that. Imagine if they had released a trailer with that being the end of the trailer. Well, I think they might release this footage, this behind the scenes thing, because they did it for the last time. It was exclusive for a while but they eventually posted it up online this behind the scenes type yeah. thing or whatever um that'll be interesting the most interesting thing for me from this footage that they showed though is uh the star star destroyers yeah saying there's a whole bunch of ships because that gets me excited for the potential of there actually being like a massive space battle happening uh, as well like i i just feel like jj's potentially just gonna go all out you know massive uh, massive fights both with, both on ground with soldiers and stuff and lightsabers and whatever else massive in in space star destroyer battles and whatever else i feel i, I just feel like it's it's the final one you got to have you got to tick all the boxes or you're gonna piss someone off well they're gonna piss someone off anyway but um and then the other thing i found really interesting is like that article doesn't say about it but the footage actually started with all the other films yeah and it went through uh not chronologically, um, what's the what's word for, like, release order, whatever. Release order. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it went through release order, I suppose. Like, it started showing, like, all the original trilogy movies, then it showed prequel trilogy stuff, and then it came through to the sequel trilogy stuff, and then it showed that footage you just talked about then. Um, so, I'm hoping that, to really emphasize how much this movie is the end of eight films before it not just the end of two before it yeah i'm hoping that because they had all that in this featurette thin thing they showed i guess or whatever you want to call it a little bonus thing not proper trailer i'm hoping when they the next trailer they put out like proper trailer it actually has something like that like it does show like they did the with uh, end game no yeah end game yeah yeah well, end game they showed all the movies lead up and stuff I, I i really feel like they should do something like that for this especially to show the prequel era stuff and like to, to, for people to be like yeah that that counts and that is important because in my mind i'm going to stick to my high hopes that they actually go to a prequel planet or like there's i mean palpatine is basically a prequel character like the emperor is in the original movie sure I mean, he was built in the prequels technically yeah exactly the, the 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 version of palpatine we know is basically revenge of the sith you know yeah so those movies are really important for this movie so yeah i'm hoping we get something like that definitely uh so the other other piece of information that was really valuable i think is uh they showed footage of oh or at least photos of uh carrie russell's character zori bliss a scoundrel who hangs out in the dark corners of the universe um and we learn that she has some sort of history with Poe. Poe Dameron. Don't know if it's good. Don't know if it's bad. Don't know if it's tense relationship. Don't know if it's a good relationship. But they're going to have banter. It's going to be great. Yeah. I well, I like a costume. So. Yeah. I'm in. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like they're going to. I don't feel like they're going to. Well, I don't want them to do like, oh, she's a long lost lover or something. I, yeah. I, I, I hope it's something like they went to. They just literally did that with Solo. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can't they just go to like they went to school or something together? But he went off and joined, like, became a star pilot, and she dropped out and became like a scoundrel type story or whatever. But they're just friends, like not long lost lovers or something, because that's just just too. Yeah, like I'm, 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 I've got enough love triangles happening in these movies as is. Don't I don't need another character introduced 
for teasing Surely to be for romance stuff. purposes. Yeah, yeah I, I don't need that. No. Uh, then the other piece of massive Star Wars news. We learned it's been confirmed. Ewan Gregor. Ewan McGregor is returning to play Obi-Wan Kenobi in a Disney Plus series. Um, it is going to be set during around the time of Solo, apparently. Um, it is apparent. The most interesting piece of information is apparently all the scripts have been finished and the show is set to begin shooting next year, but they don't list anywhere showrunner, writers, directors, anything. So, um, whether that's something that they're going to reveal at a later time, I don't know when, or whether they just wanted to save this massive moment for Ewan McGregor returning as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um... Maybe D23 is just not the place for it, you know? Like, it, you have Will McGregor come out, that's 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 the kind, that's the story at that point. Yeah. That story's so big that if you bring out the showrunner on stage to talk about it or whatever else, no one really cares. Will McGregor's there. That's, that's what you're there to do. That's what everyone's going to care about. No one's going to pay two shits to whoever the showrunner is. Well, a core group of people, but, you know, general audience is just like, I don't care. Fucking Will McGregor's up there, so stop talking. Because if it starts shooting next year, early next year, is what they're saying, then, yeah, it would have to have showrunner by now. Like, who's helping organize and plan, plan this stuff, you know? So, yeah. I, I would say, surely they have someone that's just, they're going to announce it at a, a later point in time, I think. Um, okay. The series itself, obviously, is really cool. This is the number one. I'm happier that we're getting a series than a movie, to be honest. Because I, f- I feel like I feel like the the, uh, the Obi Wan Kenobi movie, I always thought they should do, like exploring his psychological journey. I guess, like in that period of time when he's literally lost all his friends and people he loved. Basically, um, the universe has gone to shit, and now he's trying to look after this last hope. Um, he's uh, stalking you know, he- this child from a distance. Basically, you always wonder what that would do to a person, a man, I guess. And we don't know if that's exactly the route they're going to go, but I find it hard to like, what other story really are you going to do other than exploring his character? And if you're going to do something that's more about exploring his character than just a bunch of action scenes and whatever else, I definitely feel like a 10 episode, they said 10, right? They did give, or did they? Am um, I just dreaming that? I, I felt like they said an actual episode count, but. Um, I don't think so. I'm not seeing it. Maybe, maybe my brain's just picking up because, like, the Mandalorian's 10 and whatever yeah. else. So. 10 seems so, to be anyway, standard. It's, it's going to be like a, eight or 10 episodes, probably. So, um, and it'll only be one season, I presume. And that's good. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. will just be like a 10 hour weekly movie because, because they also announced that the, the TV episodes are actually coming out week by week, not a Netflix um, binge it scenario. So I actually really enjoy that because it works way better for us because <laughs> it means Guess that what? if I want to do... We're going to do after yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, it means if I want to, if we want to do a fucking after show for any of this Disney Plus stuff, we can actually do after shows for them. We have a week to discuss and theorize and yeah. break down the episodes and do what we need to do there. Um, so that's really good. Thank you for helping us content creators. Yes, uh. thank you. <laughs> um. Interestingly, it's put in between the start of the, they've put up this weird timeline of where everything's. Sort oh, of fits. I love it! It's it's it literally looks like that that meme, you know, the from um, always sunny in Philadelphia or whatever. Yeah. It's, you know the the what what's his face with all the dots connected and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the series is set in between the start of Solo, when I guess Solo was a Han Solo is a young kid who doesn't have a name, and then the end of Solo when spoilers for Solo. Darth Maul appears. Do yeah, we see Darth Maul appear? No, in- we won't. Uh, well, if we do, they won't fight. Mm, oh, hold on. Okay, okay. There's there's lots of like asterisks on there. Yes, you could have them fight, I suppose. Within canon, you could get away with having them actually fight again in this. However, they can't have it be the last fight. The last fight they ever have, spoilers for Star Wars Rebels... The last fight those two characters ever had... Spoilers, it's in Star Wars Rebels. (laughs) It takes place in Star Wars Rebels. And spoilers, Obi-Wan kills Maul in that episode. So if they want to have them fight, sure. You can't have it on Tatooine. 
because Obi-Wan, um, sorry, Maul had never been there before Rebels, so he can't find him there. That would kind of ruin that whole story. Uh, so you'd have to have Obi-Wan go off planet and then fight him someone else, uh, somewhere else, and then they'll both have to, you know, be a drawer and go off and do whatever else. Uh, so I, I'm highly doubtful Maul's going to show up in it, but just because of that. And I'm like, hmm. I don't feel like I need him. I know a lot of people who don't watch Rebels and don't keep up with canon, of course, are like, oh, because it has Solo, this means Mole's going to be in it. That's what they teased him for at the end, blah, blah, you know, because people who are only watching the movies, I'm like, yeah, yeah I get what you're saying, but that's not how it's going to work because as much as you no. want to just be like, the kiddie TV shows aren't canon, they are, and that's yeah, They're on that's this poster. It. Yeah, it's literally on the poster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think if this had been, they said this is set after Solo, then maybe there would have been a bit more credence to it. I think it's a really good time period because it's perfect for telling that story, right? It's three, four years after episode three or whatever it is, like roughly something, something like, that, like that. It's not far enough. Yeah. It's not f- so far after episode three that like it's approaching episode four territory, but you know what I'm saying? It, it, it It's really not long after episode three in the, in the time period. Of things, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, a couple of years after episode three is pretty close to episode three, you know? Yeah. So I if if I actually reckon there's a higher chance he fights Vader in this than Mole, to be honest. Mm. Which a lot of people will be like, you can't do that because blah blah blah, he fights him on the thing, blah blah blah. Well, if you think about episode four, he says, uh, last time you was the teacher down the master, blah 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 blah. They never really explained how Obi-Wan knew that Vader was Vader because, of course, the last time he saw him, he was dead. You know what I'm saying? That's true. That's a good point. So, yeah. So, in my mind, there is a story that you could twist there where Obi-Wan leaves Tatooine because he hears murmurs of uh, Anakin being alive. being alive or something, and he leaves Tatooine as much as he knows he shouldn't because he's supposed to be looking after Luke, but he can't help himself because it's Anakin's his best friend and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And you could have him go off find out what happened to Anakin. He's turned into Vader. And those two could face off in a duel again. It would be a draw, of course, but that would work in, like, canon-wise for episode four and stuff. Yeah. Question is, do we see Joel Edgerton return, return as uh, Luke Skywalker's uncle? I think he would do it, so yeah. <laughs> well, if he's only going to show it, like... He would only potentially have to be there for a couple scenes. Like, I doubt this series will have much to do with young Luke. 100% young Luke will be in it. There's no way they're not going to show, like, a young Listen, little boy. Like, Ben Kenobi Luke. bumps into young Luke. Luke's kicking the ground. He says, man, I hate sand. Oh, <laughs> and Obi-Wan goes, oh, I once knew a boy who hated sand. <laughs> not you, too. Credit scroll. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Well, so Luke would be, if we're saying it's like at that many years, Luke would be potentially, oh yeah, Luke's would be old enough to just be like kind of running around. He'd be a, a real little kid, I guess. And they could have him playing outside, but he's not old enough to run off and get into adventures. And it's the adventures of young Luke and Obi-Wan kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, and they could interact because uh, Luke is young enough that, he would actually forget ever interacting with him before he, of course, in episode four is like the crazy Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, Ben Kenobi out there, that sort of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? So that works out canon-wise as well, so. Yep. Interesting. We'll see. I'm excited. We'll though. see. I'm excited. We'll see. Uh, then the other thing that we saw, we got the first look, I guess for most people, at The Mandalorian. Uh, I believe they, sh- they showed footage back at Star Wars Celebration that got leaked. Yeah, I found it on Reddit. It's not what they showed here. This is different. Really. It's different. Um, so we saw the Mandalorian. We saw a lot of the different characters. I can't remember anybody's name at the off the top of my head, but Giancarlo Esposito's in it. There's Pedro Pascal. You never see his face. Um, well, he looks that's like the a big Mandalorian. Question. <laughs> that's the big question. Will he ever take his helmet off? No, it's like Judge Dredd. It might be. That's the thing. It might. At least it may very well be. That that's a tough acting job if it's if you never really face though. So. Well, yeah. At least because a lot at of least Carl Urban had half his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and I'm I'm honestly like I don't know if he will take his helmet off. It's 
it's, it just seems less and less likely. They're, they're literally never showing him taking that helmet off. So, um, I really enjoyed the trailer though. I like the tone. It literally just does look like the Star Wars bounty hunter show that I feel like most people have been after. Um, yep. I think it's a really good time period to set it too. So in case anyone doesn't know, it's set after episode six. When well, they the- set it, they make it clear because they have all those stormtrooper helmets at the very start on yeah, spikes and shit. So yeah. Um, so it's set after episode six, but the it's it's still the galaxy is kind of in disarray because it's like you know you, you take down one you take down the empire the whole galaxy doesn't just suddenly turn into roses and happy go lucky the next day and they've kind of covered these sorts of stories in the the novels as well like what happens to planets that are under control like who takes control like does the the new alliance come in quick enough to like help sort out their political systems and these sorts of things. Um, so this is that, and it's like kind of taking place in the outer regions where, you know, your, your Tatooine areas type stuff where it's mm. shady characters and huts and whatever else they're hanging out here. And, um, Jean Carlo, um, Esposito's character is a, um, I think he's, uh, I think he's an ex moth or something. Oh, fuck. I can't even remember. Either way, he's ex empire and yeah. he gets involved somehow and, I think um, what's her face's character, the female, the MMA, MMA fighter or whatever UFC fighter, whatever she is. Yeah. Um, I can't remember her name. Sorry, but she's yeah. also like ex Empire or something. I think as well, but she's just kind of switched over to being this bounty hunter type thing now. Um, we don't. Gina Carano. Carano. That's it. Gina Carano. Yeah. Uh, from Deadpool and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the trailer is really cool. It shows you a tone and a vibe and a world that looks really awesome. Lots of aliens, which I love. That's another really great thing about this. You see heaps of different looking aliens and species and whatever else, Twi'lek and whatever else in this. It's awesome. Um, Mandalorian armor looks awesome. Love to see that. But you really have no idea what the actual story is, is the thing. No. You know what I mean? It's still very but, much in the teasing phase of... Yes. Which is odd because... It's out in, let's say, a month and a half, a bit over, I guess. Like, No, what? it's like still... Two months? Two months. Either way, it's not, it's not fucking far away. <laughs> I mean, do they need to let you know what's happening? I think we're no. just going to go in and we're going to watch it. Well, I don't need to know what's happening. That's I, I don't. But do yeah. other people? Potentially. You know what I mean? Like different audience yeah. i guess um i my big my big super hope for this series is that we will actually get to find out what happened to the mandalorians post empire like period and stuff because uh, they they cover the mandalorians in star wars rebels but of course that's taking place pre-episode four and stuff yeah they cover the mandalorian war they cover what happens with darth maul and the mandalorians and stuff we don't know what happens to them after that point because they they get taken over and ruled by the empire and there's a lot, lot of really cool characters that are introduced in that series, including one played by Katie Sackhoff. And I was listening to a podcast, uh, Collider Live, where she was a guest on there, right? And they asked her straight up, like, have you been asked to maybe play your character live action in uh, The Mandalorian Show? And she, was, she just went, I can't answer that yes or no. <laughs> so that's a yes. Come on. that's a, To me, that's a yes. Or she's smart enough to say that to build up hype mm, maybe i would love to get her character and a bunch of other those characters showing up in this live action it'd be great i have a feeling so we'll this see. first season will be more on outer worlds and that kind of thing building them up and then yeah for sure but like last the finale episode, is like yeah he has to go back to mandalore yeah something, something like that, that. I, I i just i don't want to show I, I like if you want to do a show that's solely about a bounty hunter you've got a million different species races and species that you could just pick if you want to do something that's just a bounty hunter if you're going to pick something that's about a mandalorian and you're not going to explore the mandalorian heritage and the history of in the star wars universe then you've wasted your time as far as i'm concerned you know so there's or or else just fucking have the series star fucking bosk or some shit you know whatever I don't care about his whatever species he is. Uh, I don't care about his, his his history. But you put it. You're showing me a show that's called The Mandalorian. I want to. I want to get into Mandalorian history and what's happening with them. So yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm keen. I'm keen. The trailer looked pretty solid. Uh, that fight scene looked rough. Like like he knows what he's doing. Especially when he's sh- he's shutting that door on that dude. That di- guy's that dude getting in severed half. in half. He's getting severed. 
It's, it's great. Uh, so yeah, Mandalorian coming. It launches 12th of November. But I guess we'll get it the 17th of November when it launches in Australia. Uh, I assume we'll be getting it. It'll be out day one when we get it. Well, when do we, when does Disney Plus launch you? 17th. Let me just check on explosionhammer.com. Because <laughs> uh, doesn't Disney Plus launch early October? No, mid-October? Yep. So it launches uh, 19th of November here after launching 12th of November in the US. Oh, and Mandalorian's so out. So if episode one drops at launch in America on the 12th, yeah. and they're doing it weekly, so episode one. So possibly we could have episode one and episode two when it launches here. Yeah, so po- possibly it launches with episode one and then there's like a day or two and then episode two's up kind of thing. Yeah. Or it's just out day and date. Well, either way, it's not a big deal. Really. Not really. In the, in the scheme of how bad we could have had it, I'm, ha- I'm happy yeah. to wait a week. It's potentially like, 6, 12, 15, yeah. 100 months. I, I will happily <laughs> dodge spoilers for a week and just accept that we have it, you know? Yeah. Because there's only that one week. Once we've got it here... We're set. There's no coming back. No coming back. And then the only other piece of Star Wars news is that Star Wars Clone Wars is coming back February 2020. Is that soon enough for your liking? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I'm super excited, obviously. But I was like, February, fuck. Like, for some reason, I really thought they were just going (sighs) to... I don't know. It's it's hard, I suppose, because the Mandalorian episode nine, the Diana, the Cassian Andor series and stuff. I was like, I was, I kept wondering where it was going to fit in. Um, February is an interesting month, though. I feel, but at the same time, I guess they're going to take into account the million and other TV series and stuff that they're dropping on Disney Plus. So it's yeah. like that, uh, and you give people time to watch the Clone Wars up to season whatever. Before I guess because they'll all, they'll. Pr- I guess they'll all be on Disney Plus day of launch, I yeah. guess, as part of... Yeah, okay. Yeah, makes so, sense. Then. Makes sense. Uh, I don't think they released any more information about the series, but... Nope, there was a poster or a screenshot or something like that of Ahsoka walking away and whatever else. I was like, cool. 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 All right, so that was all the Star Wars news. Let's move into Marvel. Uh, kicking off with another movie they've added to the release schedule. Black Panther 2 coming May 6th, 2022. Yeah. This was... This was I don't care news. Yeah, this was... Hey, there's a Black Panther sequel. We all knew this was happening. This They put a date on it, I feel, to just appease people who keep asking for a date. And then all those people who kept asking for a date and now just like, well, that's too far away. Like, it well, is what too the far fuck away. <laughs> it is ages away, but at the same I mean, time... it's like, going to be four years, a bit over four years between releases, so... I mean, yeah, that's but, not uh, terribly long, but... <laughs> It's not like, and the, the thing is, people act like they have to wait four years between these movies. They they don't like if if you take the Marvel universe as a like each movie is an episode continuation of a TV series or however you view the shit. It's not actually like you're waiting four years. Sure, you're waiting four years between Black Panther movies, but you're not actually like X amount of years between like Star Wars movies or something else that actually has breaks with nothing. You know what I mean? Black Panther could show up in another movie, for all you know. I don't think he will. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. You like, look at that. Ty- you look at that schedule. There's not a lot of crossover potential. Well, I- I'm happy to wait. Because Except Black maybe Panther- in Doctor Black- Strange. That's the only one he could show up in. I'm happy to wait because Black Panther was my favorite of the Marvel universe. I think it's the best yeah. of of the movies. And if like, do I want them to fucking rush our sequel? That I'm like, oh, six point five or seven out of ten, meh. You know, no, I, I want the sequel to be just as good. And Ryan Coogler's in it. Like, let the, let mean, the man work. That's the only thing I'm sad about. We're going to have to wait four years, another three years for another Ryan Coogler movie. Maybe. Maybe he'll go do some like indie thing in between, though. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. You'll just take uh, three, four months off and film some shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, still on the movies, uh, we got some more information about the Eternals. They, uh, um, Captain Marvel star Gemma Chan will be playing the role of Cersei in the Eternals. Uh, think the first person to double up roles in a kept in the Marvel universe. 
This time she won't be alone. It's been great and alien. So yeah, but people. I saw people online be like, "You've cut. They've cast someone who's played someone before. Like, how does this make sense? People are going to get confused when they see the same actress." I'm like, "No, unless you you tell, unless (laughs) yeah, unless you're in the know, you will not recognize her at all. So it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. I don't. I don't care about this cut. Yeah, this this casting's fine. It's like you like her. They liked working with her. She liked working with Marvel. They were happy to cast her in something else. Okay. Yep. Uh, they also cast Barry Keegan from uh, Dunkirk and Chernobyl as the role of Droog in the Eternals. And then, in a piece of casting brilliance, uh, it's going to be a real stretch for him. Kit Harrington is going to be playing a character called Black Knight. Because he hasn't been playing a character who was a knight and wearing back clothes for like eight seasons of a show. So. Well, and is it actually... Uh, ever, I saw people complaining about this online. I think I saw something someone write something along the lines of like, what a waste not to have him actually be one of the, inter- uh, the Eternals. I'm like, what? Why does it matter if he has like actual cosmic powers versus like something else? But um, I don't know. Just- it's a fucking huge cast as well. And then I saw people complaining because Angelina Jolie is like a supporting character, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We haven't even seen the movie yet. Just don't complain about it yet. Yeah. I'll tell you something, though. Um, they bring them all out on stage. Um, Kamal Nanjiani looking buff as fuck. Um, yeah, working the, out. The ultimate, the ultimate proof that it doesn't matter who you are. If Marvel pays for you to have a personal trainer and do nothing... You'll get muscles. But do that. And like that's your job for six months is just to do what your personal trainer tells you to do. Anyone can get buff is is the story we take from that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I used to listen to this dude do a wow. podcast. Just throwing Kamal the- under the bus. <laughs> you would have never <laughs> got listen- buff without that Marvel money. He wouldn't. <laughs> Half these fucking people would. Chris Pratt wouldn't have got buff without fucking Marvel money. You're trying to tell me that boy would have would have got buff without that Marvel job? I mean, I nah. don't think he had the job before he got buff. I think that was No, they like wouldn't a, give it to him. He's like, hey, give me six months. I'll show you how buff I can get. Yeah, and they paid him to have a personal trial. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it'll be interesting, I guess. The, none of them look super iconic or anything, but... I think that's... That's kind of the point. Though, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, Eternals is going to be an interesting one. Um, speaking of people who need to be buff, they announced three new Disney Plus series... Uh, She-Hulk, uh, Miss Marvel, and Moon Knight. Uh, kind of surprising lineup, I guess. I mean, they'd all been rumored at various points, but um, I guess for those who don't know, uh, She-Hulk is the cousin of Bruce Banner, uh, Jennifer Walters, who gains the powers of the Hulk after a blood transfusion, uh, as well as all these problems. But while she's gained massive strength. She never lost her passion for justice and can use to work as a lawyer. You know? So we're going to get a Marvel Universe lawyer drama. I'm I actually... Guess. I'll say I'm excited for that one. She-Hulk? I think She-Hulk has a lot of potential. I, I, I'm i down for that. Do, is it CG? Is the question. No. Well, so in the, well, in the comics, she stays green all the time and like yeah. has a proper intellect and everything. Not like... Yeah, because... Well, she, I guess she's, she's technically not- like... The Hulk is now. Yes, but she was always she was designed as like a super fit, basically like not like not ridiculously like Hulk, humongous, smash not everything. Hulk huge. It was still yeah big. No, she was above what would be considered She'd possible be like seven feet tall. on normal means, but it, yeah. it's not stretched to the possibility, not stretched too far that it looks monstrous. Like, monstrous yeah exactly so i don't know if they will do yeah it's like there's a question i mean they do everything in cgi but at the same time like why do that if you can just hire a (laughs) i mean i'm sure there's you know mm. just hire some buff fucking tall they exist what if they can't (laughs) act i mean do you get a name actor or do you find an unknown uh i don't know like it's interesting. I, I, I presume it'll be CGI'd somewhat, just because they're so reliant on CGI and they've got well, money. It's got, they've to got to be green, and they're not going to paint somebody. 
That sounds like yeah. a terrible idea. Yeah. So, I mean, true. if you're going to CGI, you might as well just go whole hog and get the best actress possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have, surely they're going to have before scenes, so you'll have a before and then an after. Yeah. Uh, then they have also br- announced they're going to do Miss Marvel, who is a Pakistani superhero who protects the streets of Jersey City with her one-of-a-kind embiggening powers. Uh, and she's also got a healing factor. Uh, a new addition to Marvel Comics, kind of surprising, I think. Because I'm pretty sure she's, like, technically an inhuman. And that I'm pretty sure that's a dirty word around the MCU. So <laughs> Maybe. It doesn't mean they'll say it. Um, yeah. Once once again, I think this series is has a lot of potential, and I think it's really good that I think it's really good they're doing this one. Obviously, just for um, what the fuck is the word? It's it stars on Muslim. Mu- it's a Muslim superhero. What like what do you what yeah. what, what, what more do you want? You know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, kind of feels that kind of like Spider Man young hero vo- void, I guess. Potentially. Um. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Uh, and then the last one of those three, Moon Knight, who is a... He's pretty much like a crazy Batman. That's the that's the easiest way to explain it. He's yes. a guy who's struggling with multiple personalities and amoral inclinations. Uh, and he goes around dressed as a white version of Batman, pretty much. Basically. Given his powers by an Egyptian god or something, possibly. Yeah. I, I know very basic level... Moon yeah, Knight same. Shit. I read like one volume once, I think. Um, I've no like a dozen. I've I've read like one volume once because it was on sale for like five dollars. Didn't super grab me. I don't know enough about the character to get excited about this one. And as you said, <clears throat> his um, the character setup isn't super enthralling to me either. You know what I mean? Like a crazy version of Batman, whatever. Yeah. Out of these three, this is the least exciting to me. I feel. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be the Marvel, the MCU version of Punisher, because they didn't like how the Marvel Netflix one was done. So to do something similar-ish, cool fight scenes, it's going to be cool. I guess it's sort of like Deadpool-ish, I guess, with wacky, but maybe not with wacky. Won't be as fun as Deadpool, but you know. No, it also won't be as bloody as Punisher. It'll be, oh yeah, because this is a, Disney Plus is like a family-esque, so maybe well, not th- as violent <laughs> as that. Well, I don't know, we're, we, we, we're yet to see, to be fair, like, how far they're willing to It'll be push the things. The movie le- level violence. Yeah. Aliens will get blown up, but, you know, no people will be stabbed or anything. Yeah. Or killed. Uh, then we got some more information about WandaVision. And I guess the most interesting thing about this is Randall Park and Kat Dennings are coming back from their roles in Ant-Man and the first two Thor movies as their characters from those, uh, which seems the most odd pairing to have brought back. I guess Endgame, Thor Dark World is on everybody's mind. Natalie Portman's coming back. Kat Dennings coming back. When are we getting the, the Stellan Skarsgård coming back? That's what I want to know. God Eagles in it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I saw the uh, concept art and that got me excited because it's, yeah. it basically says they're doing Vision by Tom King, which I read uh, either late last year or the start of this year. I honestly can't remember, but I've read it within the last 12 months and it was really, really good. It's probably one of my favorite comic books I've read in the last 12 months. So uh, seeing the, the concept art, the depicting that setup and um because that comic book's about uh the vision and wanda living a normal suburban life and the concept art they had for this was them sitting in home but kind of living a normal suburban life but you saw the like silhouettes in the background representing their like superhero forms i guess kind of forming in the background um it won't follow directly the storyline of the comic because well I don't want to spoil the comic, but just thinking about the comic, none of that's going to make sense in this. So it's obviously just going to be a, maybe a general sort of thing or whatever. But then I'm like, there's still a million questions, like how Vision comes back and 
whatever else. Yeah. So. But I mean, Wanda has, in the comics, she's got universe altering or dimension of altering powers. So whether she gets a bit of an upgrade, uh, crazy things happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's been described as being half MCU epic and half sitcom. Uh, and they did show like a brief reel or something because they haven't actually shot anything yet. But uh, the brief footage was eerie and bizarre, cutting between scenes from the Dick Van Dyke show and Wonder and Vision from the MCU movies. So I guess that's the tone they're kind of going for, like a yeah. creepy 60s era-esque TV show. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, and then the last bit of Marvel news. Uh, they We got some more information about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Anthony Mackie and Stan, Sebastian Stan were there. Apparently, the, there's a poster up. Sebastian Stan's got a haircut. Girls go in cool. yep. Uh Interestingly, Emily Van Camp is returning as Sharon Carter. Uh, but it, post making out with Captain America, was which was the last thing we saw her do. It's going to be awkward. Now it's explain. his daughter. Like, well, it's his niece. And now Bucky's going to fuck his <laughs> best friends. First kiss in 50 years. And First also relative, possibly. Plus, <laughs> it's, it's weird. Uh, but they also announced that Wyatt Russell, who are uh, Kurt Russell's son, but also was the lead in Overlord from last year, uh, is going to be playing John Walker, who is a character who plays the villain or hero depending on the time period uh u.s agent or super patriot uh a character who was initially introduced as representing the opposite type of patriotism to captain america which you know in this time period could be a pretty interesting concept in my opinion you know a corporate controlled superhero who maybe is a little bit more right-leaning or very right-leaning you know, super Trump mm-hmm. fan as a superhero that could be interesting, or especially it with, would be interesting uh, against if the I black believe, Captain America. <laughs> it would be interesting if I believe they were willing to go that direction. Let but, me dream. <laughs> yeah, I I highly doubt it. But you know, he could be working with a. We know Daniel Brühl's coming back as Baron Zemo, so yeah, they they could tease that direction, but they'll never they'll never openly okay, say maybe it. not rights but like corporate controlled that could be a thing mm. but yeah that's got me slightly more interested in it so I'm still at the whatever I'd rather I'll take Scarlet and Vision over that to be honest yep uh okay so moving on to some of the other Disney properties we got our first look at Cruella in which Emma Stone plays the classic role of Cruella DeVille um in the live action film directed by Craig Gillespie it's coming out May 28th, 2020. It was recently pushed, I believe. Uh, it looks like Cruella de Vil. It looks like the live action... Uh, who played her? Meryl Streep. Uh, no. Oh, fuck. I can't remember, actually. Oh, that's, that's a good, good question. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, not Meryl Streep. Uh... Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Man, how terrible is that? Me mixing up all my old white ladies. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> they do all look the same. Uh, but yeah, she definitely she's got the black and white hair. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even know they were doing this. And I was like, cool. Everstone weirdly works for this role, apparently, because this one's picture I'm seeing looks really good. Um I I'm still like what like I I think the original's good and holds up fine. Like I watched it on TV a couple of years ago. I think I was like this this is still fine. Um, so I'm hoping they change enough elements for this to be warranted. You know, like, yeah. Change the character of Cruella Kool- uh, Deville somewhat, I guess. Especially if it's going to be a younger version, I guess. Like change the change why and what she's doing or whatever or something but yeah i mean i'm 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 open for this being good i'm not like sold yeah it's kind of an interesting idea of a person who at least in 101 dalmatians wants to skin animals to make a suit or something yeah i'm like how do you make that person the hero or i guess they 
trying to recapture the success of Maleficent, which is getting a sequel later this year. Um, but I don't know how you do that with a character like this. Yeah, they'll have to change what she's trying to do with the dogs, I guess. But does she succeed in this movie with something, some other animals? (laughs) The second we find out that she's killing dogs to make them in, or any any kind of animal to turn them into coats, like I think most audiences are going to be like, yeah, that's uh, yeah, no, that's the character in the shit book for the rest of the movie. How quickly does Peter start protesting this movie? (laughs) Well, I'll check Twitter. Not yet. <laughs> uh, we got a little bit more information about the next two Pixar movies. We have Onward, uh, the movie that's coming out later this is, uh March 6th, 2020, directed by uh, uh, Dan Scanlon, who uh, previously directed Monsters University. Uh, it's the one where they've got elves that are set in like a modern day mundane world with cell phones and stuff and the magic's gone um interestingly it sounds like it's going to be a bit more of a tearjerker than we'd possibly expect uh the film is inspired by scanlan's father's death when scanlan and her, his brother were younger and their relationship uh scanlan decided to write the story after hearing an audio clip of his father uh, much later in life after and describing it as a magical experience uh so in this film the two protagonists played by tom holland and chris platt will be embarking on a quest to discover if there's still magic in the world in order to spend one day with their father who died when they were too young to remember him. Uh, I guess this sort of description has made me far more interested in this film than I think the first teaser that came out a while ago that just looked like elves. Yeah, that that first teaser was very generic. I was like, eh, you've not sold me. But yeah, the synopsis, yeah. Could, could be interesting, I guess. I am definitely would need to see it. more of a trailer to get super on board, but also I just, it was just making me think of that fucking Will Smith, Joel Edgerton <laughs> fantasy Netflix movie. What was that called? Right. Like, right. It's like you think of right. They're, in a world run by magical creatures, they set out to discover if there's still magic out there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I think, I think this will be much different. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It'll be good. <laughs> and and you won't feel bad watching it um yeah so then we also got more information about the other film soul that's being directed by by pete doctor who previously did uh inside out most recently uh and this seems like a like spiritual successor uh pun intended to inside out whereas that one was about how you get your emotions this one's talking about how you get your soul um it seems to be dealing with like the afterlife and what goes into people. Uh, the premise is Joel Garner is a middle school music teacher who has long dreamed with performing jazz music on stage and finally gets a chance after impressing other jazz musicians during an open practice at the Half Note Club. However, an accident causes Gardner's soul to be separated from his body and transported to the U Seminar, a center in which souls develop and gain passions before being transported to a newborn child. Gardner must work with souls in training, such as 22, a soul with a dim view on life after being trapped for years at the U U Seminar in order to return to Earth. Um... Is this too heady for kids? It sounds like it's too heady for kids. Possibly. I was just looking at the cast, though, and I was like, this just got a good cast. Yep. So I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yep, I'm so sold. Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Questlove, uh, Felicia Rashad, and Dovey Diggs. So pretty stellar cast. Uh, it sounds interesting. They seem to be exploring interesting ideas. Pete Doctor is open He's, he's in charge of Pixar now, I'm pretty sure. So he's free to do whatever he wants and it seems like he's taking full advantage. But yeah, it definitely... Well, if, I, re- I really like Inside Out, so... Yeah, that I fi- it definitely sounds like it's a spiritual successor to Inside Out. It's exploring stay- the same sort of themes, I guess, sort of. I'll say also, like, since we just went over both of these movies that are coming out next year, it's I'm more excited for both of these going into next year simply because this year's basically been sequels and whatever else it's like what do we got toy story 4 frozen 2 what else yep. we got all the the live action versions and stuff there'll be some of that Angry next Birds. year as well but 
fucking hungry about it. At least I know that I'm getting two original Pixar Disney things yeah. next year. That's cool. The other interesting thing about this is from a musical standpoint, uh, there's going to be jazz songs written by ba- John Bastis, uh, who most people will probably know from working on the late, late show with Stephen Colbert, but he's a pretty solid jazz musician. But the film score will also be done by Trent Reznor and Atticia Ross, who we all know from The Social Network, and Trent Reznor, obviously, from Nine Inch Nails. So, seems a very odd pairing. <laughs> Those two on a Pixar movie. But also, Jamie Foxx played Ray Charles. So, if this movie is doing some jazz soul stuff. music, yeah. jazz stuff, whatever you want, he can do it. He can. He can do it. I'll take yeah. it. Uh, then they provided some more information about Frozen 2. Apparently, Frozen 2 will explore why Anna was born the way she was, giving her incredible ice powers. The sequel will also expand on Anna and Elsa's parents, including where they were going when their ship was wrecked in the middle of a storm at sea. It's their past that takes our main characters on a new adventure in an enchanted forest far away from Arnendale. Uh, to the surprise of no one, there's going to be more songs. Uh, although apparently what? the music... They're hearing musical voices in their head, which is going to play into the story. So, uh, and Evan Rachel Wood is going to be playing their mum. Oh. Well, the only teaser we've seen so far, they, they weren't singing in. So, to confirm there's going to be no, songs in this. No, the very dark teaser where it's all like thunder and darkness and then yeah. she's running across the water. And then, well, it does get brighter when they go into the forest and stuff. And whatever. I saw it in cinema when... I think I, I played it when I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, actually, but what a weird <laughs> fucking thing to play. Yeah, what that. a cross- lo- huge crossover they lost, audience. They lost trailers, I think, and they're like, fuck, what do we show? Frozen 2, sure, let's go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I, I th- watched Frozen 1 at the start of the year or, what, or late last year, whenever the hell it was. Um, I thought it was fine. I personally will just go, I'll, pr- I'll probably just go see the sequel without even watching trailers and stuff, you know? I, I, I'll just go. So... Well, you and every other child in the world. Yeah, exactly. So, do they need to really release more de- trailers for this and details? No. All they need to do is just put out a bunch of merchandise and posters and stuff. <laughs> like, so that families know that... And a soundtrack, yeah. They don't actually need trailers for this movie, I don't think. They just literally... Yeah, it's just put out a song, put out some merchandise. That's it. That's your promotion. Done. Uh, and then they announced the other Disney animation film that's going to be coming out next year, Raya and the Last Dragon. In a land called Kumandra, split into five different regions, a warrior named Raya searches for the last dragon in the world. Uh, it seems to have more of a Southeast Asian influence. It's not your typical dragon. Uh, and it will be played by Aquafina, who is pro- maybe one of the most in-demand actresses out there at the moment. I feel like she's in nearly everything at the moment. Um, but yeah, this is something original again. Uh, a bunch of pe- story artists are getting their chance to do their dictatorial debut. Um, but yeah, interesting. Could be cool. Not yeah, much to it, but not much to go on. So, I mean, it looks the concept art looks pretty. It looks like a Disney movie. Again, three D. So, cool. Um, then. We also got a bunch of other trailers. Uh, we got the trailer for Lady and the Tramp coming to Disney+. Plus. I'm not sure if you've watched this one, Dylan. I watched it, yeah. It was fine, in my opinion. Um, interesting to see this in contrast to The Lion King. Uh, they were real animals. <laughs> well, that, this just looks like it's aimed at kids. Yeah, definitely. And... I'm perfectly fine with the trailer. I saw a lot of people making fun of it because it's like the whole cats and dogs like effect where you make animals talk. Or yeah, whatever, you know, like it's real an life. old school. <laughs> it's old school way. But to be honest, as someone who watched Cats and Dogs when he was a kid and loved that movie dearly, I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Will it be good? Yeah. I don't know, but. I'm, I'm going to watch it. And at worst, I'm like, that movie was terrible. But there was some cute doggies in it. Like, <laughs> like what, what's, the worst honestly, we, what's the worst that can happen? I mean, it's fine. I, I wasn't sold either way. 
whether it's good or whether it's bad. I'm just surprised they didn't put the spaghetti scene in there. They did. They teased it at the end. Did they? Yeah, they yeah. They're sitting in front of the ball. Clearly wasn't paying attention. Yeah. They, they I don't know. It. I feel like the voices aren't right. They just didn't Yeah, but they might them. be still, like, they might probably aren't done, I guess. Yeah. You know? That was the like, only other still, thing, but. Still might be working on the. Could be. Sinking or whatever. Yeah. That's coming day dot on Disney Plus, so another reason to go to that. Uh, then they also showed High School Musical, the musical, the series. Showed a trailer for that. Worst name for anything ever. <laughs> it is. Um, but it looks like a Glee-esque high school drama. Well, it's real people. That's the thing. That's the real confusing thing. It's no. not a TV show. No, it is. It is. It's an acted. It's all staged. This one's all staged. Oh, I thought there was, it was a documentary. There's, there's a documentary. We'll get to it oh, in a second. There's, but yeah. It's too confusing. Fuck me. <laughs> no. It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's got that Office X thing where it seems like they're going to be interviewing people uh, off off screen to progress the story along. Uh, shot into like a docu... A f- fake documentary? No, what's the word for it? Fake documentary yeah, style. Yeah, well, the Office. <laughs> That's yeah, the doc- style. That's, yeah, the Office. Got- it's, it's shot in that style with a bunch of kids. Mockumentary. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. It's going to drive me crazy. But yeah, it looks... <laughs> if you liked... Glee and that sort of thing, or you like High School Musical, I'm sure you're going to enjoy this. Seems no to be Zac a lot Efron, of team drama. Uh, they also showed a trailer for Disney Plus original film, Noel, which Anna Kendrick plays the daughter of Santa Claus, and Bill Hader plays the son of Santa Claus, who's about to become Santa Claus. But then he gets a nervous breakdown right before Christmas. He disappears, and then she's got to go save the day and find Santa. They announced this movie two years ago. Really? Yeah. That's the first time I ever heard about this movie and read about this movie was nearly over two years ago, I feel. Um, I Googled to find a clip of to see when, like, to see if there was people talking about it on something. And there was stories, like, people covering it from years ago, if you go look. So I, I don't know where the fuck happened. Like, maybe they, like, it was being talked about years ago, but it just took so long for them to actually film the fucking thing or, or it's been sitting on a shelf for ages I probably honestly don't sitting know. on a shelf they're like what are we gonna do with this film uh it's not quite good enough for us to put out in theaters yeah but oh we'll, we'll come up with a service where we can chuck it on there before christmas i'll be honest as terrible as it sounds it's a christmas movie and i'll watch it yeah like, probably i mean last year we had the kurt russell sexy christmas santa yeah Exactly. This year we got Young Santa. Yeah, pretty sure I, it's also got Billy Eichner in there as like their cousin, who's backup sure. Santa. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't care. I'll, I'll it's, watch it's it. It's a weird it, one. It, it looks weird. I don't, I don't care. Okay, and then they showed we had a trailer for Encore, which is the series that Dylan got mixed up. Pretty much, it's a yeah. documentary series in which they get old musical casts from high schools. To go back to their high school and re-perform their high school performance. Uh, it looks Veronica pretty Mars solid. It. It, feel, it looks like it's going to be one of those feel-good shows. You know, they got a guy who since high school has unfortunately been in a car accident. And he can't, he's in a wheelchair. He's going to be like a dancing guy in his wheelchair. It's going to be cool. It's got Kristen Bell in it. Just hosting. I would, wa- I would watch there. this over... The other high school musical yeah. thing. I feel like it's going to be a feel-good hit. Okay. It, it, it gives those vibes. Uh, they also showed a tra- or a teaser, I guess, for The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I didn't know Jeff Go- Goldblum had so much personality, I guess. <laughs> or like Maybe he's like putting it way on now or he was holding it back for a long time. Why do people always meme about him? No, I mean, the characters, he, he just wit- talks in an odd way. I mean, he's an eccentric dude. I don't know. That's the, Yeah. You know? I mean, it's interesting. He's going to be exploring different topics. It's like a National Geographic series. Yeah. So. People will watch it. People watch it for Jeff Goldblum. And he, he yeah. gives one hell of a pun in the trailer. He says, I'm a late bloomer. You could even say I'm a late 
gold bloomer. <laughs> did you see the? Did you see that clip that was going around of him being asked about Spider Man leaving? No, MCU? I haven't watched that yet. Yeah, that's fucking funny. Like the, the like the lady's like, "Have you heard what, what's happening in Spider Man?" He's like, "Oh my god, what's happening in Spider Man?" And she's like, "Well, Sony's having this whole deal," and he's like sitting there, like holding his face, like listening, and he's like, just like shaking his head. He's like, "Oh my god, that's terrible." I, I they'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, and then they also had a trailer for One Day at Disney, a documentary series that will explore everybody who sort of works at Disney. So they showed people working at the theme parks. They showed people working at ABC, the television network that Disney owns. And people working on different sets and everything. Looks like a behind, real cool behind-the-scenes series. So that's definitely one to be checking out. I'm going to watch this. Like book. this. This looks good. It looks really good. It looks good. Uh, there was some other stuff there, but it's not super important. The only other big breaking news from this was that they've revived a Disney live action series from back in the day they're bringing back lizzie mcguire for starring hillary duff she's gonna be 30 she's gonna be in new york doing stuff i never watched lizzie mcguire i think i was just above the age bracket let Dylan. me tell you ash <laughs> you saved the best for last am yeah? i telling you what because boy <sighs> golly <laughs> boy golly did i look up how many episodes there was and like can I re- Am I too old to rewatch all of Lizzie McGuire before they do the revival series? Am I? Because Lizzie McGuire, Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y, yep. H-O-B-L-E-Y, was a show I watched every day after school. <laughs> every fucking day. We won a family pass out of the newspaper to go watch the movie ahead of its release, you know, early screening. Ooh. That was the first early screening I went to in my entire life was the Lizzie McGuire movie she goes to fucking paris or something it's been a while but lizzie mcguire is good shit right now they bring lizzie mcguire back and it's definitely not going to be like the original show because the original show was aimed at kids and i'm hoping or theorizing that they can't make a show that stars a 30 year old aimed at kids that ain't gonna work so i'm hoping the show will actually be aimed at people like me who grew up watching it and now want to sit, watch a more adult or orientated show about where that character's at now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I'm like, how do you, how do you do a show where the main character is like 30 and she's dating and has kids? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like how's all that work for the original audience it was aimed at? Plus yeah. kids these days don't know who the fuck Lizzie McGuire is. So Probably it not. has to be aimed. It The audience for this has to be, Nostalgic. People who grew up. People who grew yeah, up with n- it, yeah. Nostalgia and stuff. But boy, golly. I'm excited for this one. This this Yeah, hit you show. right in the sweet spot. <laughs> yeah, dude. This this is one of those shows. Like everyone, well, to be fair, I feel like everyone on Twitter these days is fucking old capsing about everything that's announced. And they're like, oh my god, I love this thing so much. You can't you can't be that excited about Every fucking announcement. That was the site. This is on my little tangent. Every motherfucker, and I'm not going to call out names, but while this is on, like the amount of times certain people would quote retweet and old caps would be like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, you're, literally every announcement, you're like, ah! I'm like, there's no way you're that excited for literally everything that's being I'll tell announced. Tell you what, right I now. wish I could be that excited about anything. Yeah. This, th- I wasn't like, oh, this is amazing. But my, my level of excitement for this was enough that when it got announced, I literally walked out to my, I talked to my mum. I'm like, mum, do you remember Lizzie McGuire? She's like, yeah. I'm like, they're bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> they, and then I was like, remember bring, we went to see the movie? They're reviving it. Yeah. I was like, remember we went and saw the movie? She's like, nah. I'm like, well, mum, it was very important memories from my childhood and you should fucking sort your shit out. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, obviously. I'm, I'll be intrigued to see how it pans out. Apparently, there was talk of it being revived a while ago as like a network sitcom on ABC. So they've been thinking about this for a while. So I mean, it's not out of the blue, but uh, yeah, crazy. Out of all the properties to announce at D23, Lizzie McGuire. Well, it's one of those things I can't like because I was so young when I was watching it. I was I I'm I wasn't old enough to like 
be able to pay attention to things to know like is this just popular with a small group of people or is this like for my age group was lizzie mcguire like really one of the most popular shows at the time you know like i don't actually know how popular it was other than that me and my brother watched it every single night and my friends watched it so i don't know clearly very popular popular enough for it to get a revival yes yeah that's true (laughs) All right, that's everything from D23. Huge event. Very good. Uh, if you want to, we'll probably talk about it a little bit more on this week's episode of What Do You Want to Watch? We can find at explosionnetwork.com or on all good podcast services. Like, well, I guess you're listening technically on this feed, so that's kind of redundant. Uh, Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? Find me at Vivaldil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. If you have Lizzie McGuire fan theories, what the next season's going to be about, feel free to hit me up. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Ashley Hobley, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. Uh, you can also follow the Explosion Network on Twitter at ExplosionPod. And if you've got, you got any free time, you like these, leave us a review either on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, or just tell your friends about how much you, you like people talking about Disney, our entertainment overlords. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this Broken News Report. And until next time... Keep watching stuff, I guess. Every Saturday, catch Arcade Couch Ashley and others when you listen to a brand new episode of Arcade Couch, the Explosion Network's variety video game podcast. Sit back, relax on the couch to chill with your friends and hear about the latest industry news, as well as our opinions on the latest releases and what we've been playing. Just search your podcasting app for Arcade Couch and subscribe for free now. Hashtag physical media forever. Hashtag physical media 2038. Hashtag cuties.